Welcome to the One Solution Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to explore if there really is one solution to all the world's problems. And that perhaps that solution lies in the mind. The mind is both the source of those problems, but also the solution to those problems. One Solution podcast listeners, this episode that you're going to listen to is, uh, it's an amazing episode, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I know I uh, we feel that about a lot of these episodes, but this one is, is special. Like when we were recording this, we were sitting with goosebumps, we had tears in our eyes. It was just something that that kind of touched our heart and really see the potential of change that can happen in people. And the reason why we got so, uh, you know, profoundly impacted by this interview is that it was three adults interviewing a girl. And we were the students in a way, even though we were asking questions, she was just sharing so much cool stuff and show us so much truth in a, in a very obvious and kid-like manner almost about life and about uh, struggle and about uh, the things she used to believe in and now don't. It was just so much cool stuff. So um, myself, Adik, and um, Mara, and Anna Debenham, which is one of our partners um, who runs an organization called the Insight Alliance in Portland, who primarily works in prisons. Uh, so we were there uh, visiting her, her work, the amazing work she does in women's prisons and men's prisons, and also uh, a group of, um, you know, people who were out of prison now who now want to learn more about the mind and, and pay it forward to the future generations. And while we were there, we were told this story about this girl that Anna helped. You know, she hasn't been in prison. She was just uh, a girl who uh, had been struggling, and you'll hear more about her version of what kind of struggle she has and and the the journey she's been through. But in in a very short amount of time, in having conversations with Anna about what is already inside of her and how her mind works and what she's got going for her and kind of her kind of built in default setting, uh, innate. Uh, untouchable well-being, how Anna talked to her about that's something that you always have inside of you and, you know, you're not broken. And up until that point, she had been in, you know, other, um, you know, she's been uh, with therapists, she's been with other people, and they basically told her the opposite. They've told her all these things that are wrong with her and all these things that um, she should change and things that they have told her will never change. And it's just medically, it's just in your, your body is just like this. It's just something you can't do. And in speaking with Anna, all that changed. And, th- and the reason why we're so excited of having these stories is that we really feel that, you know, personal change is the same as societal change is the same as global change. So what this teenager teenager has seen about life and and the change she can do we feel is possible anywhere 
We see it in the work we do in Chicago. We see it in the work that Anna does in prisons. We see it in the work that is done in school by by um, the Spark Initiative, which is another part of uh, our collective. And we just see it no matter where you go, if you look towards the mind and if you look towards what is almost like, I don't want to say in a cheesy way, but what's already good in us, like what is there before our before we start making up stuff about ourselves and, and making up stuff about the world and and making up stuff about the rules or what you can or cannot do or who you can or cannot be or 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 we get stuck on our own beliefs before that happens we're all at at a level level playing field we're all kind of connected we all have that in common we all are are born that way so i love these personal stories cuz they make kind of the big vision of one solution, which is like societal and global change, make it really tangible because you can really see that what happens in one person's life could scale to a group, could scale to the world. So without uh, further ado, as they say, I think they say that. I think that's what you say. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy this podcast. Welcome. Today we have a special guest in the studio. Welcome, Eliza. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you. So, Anna, why don't you kick it off and tell us a little bit about how you met Eliza and uh, Eliza can fill us in on her story and your journey together. Yeah, cool. Well, I um, met Eliza through her mom, Robin, um, who uh, is our board chair the, the Insight Alliance. And it was actually early days when um, Robin and I were having um, having lunch together. We were supposed to be having lunch together and um, and the phone kept ringing and Robin kept looking at it and it looked important. And I was like, what, is everything okay? And she's like, oh, Eliza's struggling. She wants to, you know, she's in school and she's crying and I need to go and pick her up. And it's been, it's been happening a lot recently. And She's not doing so well and, you know, she's been diagnosed with biological depression and um, they want to put her on Lexapro and all sorts of things like that. And I was kind of thinking, she's 13 years old, like, I'm sure she's okay. Like, can I talk to her? Maybe can I, we just, and so I asked Robin, like, can I just talk to her before she goes down that path? And uh, and Robin said, yeah, that would be great. So um, I met Eliza and she came to our house and um, we had a, I don't know, two hour session. and I'm going to get this, um, well, initially, I'm going to get this wrong because this is what um, Robin had said, you know, when Eliza first came in and she she apparently said, you know, well, if Anna can help people in prison, I'm sure she can help me. Um, and then um, you're going to have to, talk, you're, you can talk about when, when you left the house and what, how, uh, your own experience. I was, yeah, I was, when, when I left Anna's, I um, was, I, my mind was so clear that I I told my mom, that I was singing songs in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a good sign. I was going to say that was it sounds like a pretty lovely space. Yeah. 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 So we had a we had a really nice couple of hours, and I think we maybe had you know one more. It didn't it, it? It was, and I don't know. This is like with kids in general that they have less years of conditioning and less years of baggage. So what Eliza heard was it's like it was it was it didn't have to penetrate so deep. You know, it's like oh yeah, it's just a remembering of 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 of. Uh, who we really are I don't know it just felt like you were you were kind of um an easy candidate you know it it was an easy job so um 
And then since then, we've kind of stayed in touch and done things together. And Eliza wrote an amazing poem called One Thought Away, which do you have it? Ideal. Oh, do you? Oh, I, I can pull okay. it out. Yes, okay, good. Pull it out. Okay, well, we've got that, so we can hang on to that. Um, and um, Eliza spoke at our fundraiser, and um, she's um, she's just amazing. And you're a testament to how understanding the mind can help transform your life. Yeah. From, from thinking that, you know, you everything was a real struggle and you didn't know how to get through stuff, to realizing that's not, that's not actually the way life works and you're actually okay. So I'm gonna let um, is that, that that okay that introduction yeah, that's, that, yeah that's so I'd love to hear your experience in your own words of what it was like kind of when you walked in and you first sat down what were you thinking when you first sat down with Anna and then what did you learn that that shifted things for you and when you were walking out of there singing songs and kind of what what's happened since then so what kind of songs I want to hear what kind of songs. Um, so when I walked into Anna's, I was like, I was at the point where I was just looking like, like I was just so like, just like stuck and just so like sad all the time that I was just looking for like, like something to help me. And I had like gone to therapy before and it never really helped me. Like it helped with anxiety, but it didn't help when I was like super depressed. Um, it just like didn't really do anything. Um. And so I was looking for like another solution besides meds. Um, and so I was, I walked into Anna, I was like skeptical, but I was also like pretty helpful because like, as I said, like if she can help people in prison, she can help me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like throughout the session, I was just like in awe. I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And then (laughs) there's like a moment where just like, it just like, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Like I just like had, I just like realized like I don't have to feel depressed. Like I, um, it's just a thought, like it can go away. It will pass. Like, and it kind of like from then on, like I wasn't depressed. Like I think of the day that I met Anna as the day that I was no longer depressed anymore. And that's pretty amazing. Wow. And then I left, um, I left um, Anna's singing songs in my head. I forget what songs they were. It was probably whatever. It was probably whatever songs I was like I had stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. That I just and yeah, I still like I still have days where I sing songs in my head and mm-hmm. or there's just quietness in my head. But I, it's like good quietness. And also, like Charles really noticed. He didn't even record. He actually said, "My God, Eliza has looks looks so different when she first came in to our house, and she was really slumped over." And you, and she, to, Charles didn't even recognize you when he saw you again at the fundraiser, having not seen you. Kind of, I think, because we'd met, you know, after the after the you know uh, sessions after he first she first came in, and how different how different your demeanor was, and how different you looked was mm. kind of um, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I like. I like it, it was pretty amazing because like I also like though I was also depressed I also had like I've, I've always been like like as a child I was always pretty anxious like I the whole world I was always like afraid of the whole world and I always kind of like carried myself not too confidently and like ever since I've had the understanding I've noticed like a difference in like like what Anna said like I've noticed a difference in like my demeanor and like how I've um how I like carry myself 
I'm just more confident. Like even as like I walk through like school, the school hallways, like I just feel way more confident than I ever did. That is so amazing. So I have to, I always, when I hear amazing stories like yours, where someone just sees something so quickly and I have to play devil's advocate for the sake of the listener who's maybe struggled for years, maybe they're in their fifties and they're thinking, I want what Eliza's having and she's 14. And how did she see something so quickly? And what would you say, could you give a little more insight into what you saw? And like, I think what you just said about how you just walk with more confidence now, even that I, I know from doing this work is not something you've had to work at since you met with Anna and learned what you learned about your mind. It's just something that happens when people see what you saw. So could you say a little bit more about what you saw and how that's allowed for so much change from literally saying, that's the day I stopped being depressed to, yeah, I walk with more confidence through the halls, like all that stuff that anyone listening, I'm sure is like, great. How do I get that? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so like when I met with Anna, I like, I saw that like, one thing that, like, spoke to me was, like, the whole, I, like, all the analogies, like, because, like, I'm I'm very, like, analogies really, like, do it for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 that worked out well for you, Anna. That worked out great. So, um, like, one analogy that, like, really was, like, like amazing for me was um, the one, um, basically, where Anna drew, like, a river and put a bunch of T's, which stand for, like, thoughts and um then um and she explained how like we have um many thoughts each day and then um she took one of the t's and circled it and then made an arrow and then like drew a bunch of like um like more thought bubbles and she was like this is what happens when you take a thought and you you decide to spin it out of control and you decide um to give it more meaning than it actually um, needs. Um, instead, we should just like let our thoughts go because that's the nature of our thoughts. And um, my phone's buzzing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Put it on do not disturb. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, and also like an analogy that I kind of came up. It's not an analogy, but like I kind of came up with this myself that and it made sense. Like the whole idea of thoughts passing was um, like, and like I've explained this to my friends before is like, like I bet you can't remember what you were thinking at like 10.56 a.m. today because it probably passed. And that's like how the mind is supposed to work. And that's like, and sometimes like when I have bad days, because like we all have bad days, um, I remind myself that like, I'm just like, like, I'm just letting my thoughts get the best of me. And I'm just like giving my thoughts more meaning than they deserve. Um, and that like, and like, like this week's finals week and most people are like super stressed out and they're super like worried about their finals, but I know it like, doesn't like, it's not worth my time to like worry about things um, because it will happen how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, uh, and it just, it's just a waste of time to spend it on worrying. 
because I I should I could be living life and doing fun things as opposed to worrying. And I just like I just feel like I have so much more time because I used to just worry about so much. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious because you mentioned you, you spoke with your friends too. Uh, what what do they say when you explain these things? I'm, I just imagine myself when I was 14 and what you go through and like, do they kind of like, are they with you or are they challenging you? Or how, how is it when you start talking about these things? Well, I'd say, so like a lot of my friends, they're, they're not really like in, in a space to hear what I have to say always. Right. They're just like, and like the, like, like social media and just like, like kind of like, and just like our world just like kind of like shows like an opposite message. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, it's hard for them to like, it's, it's hard for me sometimes to like go against the grain. Cause like they're, they like, my friends tell me that they're like overthinkers and that they like think too much. And like, I have friends who like have like, um, a lot of like, like have like who struggle with like mental health and like, and like, that's totally like legitimate. And like, but also like, it's hard for me to like, it's, I struggle with like the fact that like my friends have to like deal with, um, like mental health issues and like, I want to, I want to help them and I try to help them. But some of the, sometimes it's like finding the the time when they're like most receptive yes. to talk to them. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're speaking truth. It's it's the same thing we're we're dealing with. Yeah, it's, it's really a human thing, and I I do I do think there are so many messages as you say on social media. If I open my thing, it's like everything is like look outside for your well being. It's you don't have everything. You need more things. It's it's the opposite. So I I totally can see that. Uh, and I think you're you're spot on in t- in kind of searching for that moment where they actually can hear something. Yeah, and like, I, yeah, I sent um, I like I sent the video of you, Mara, to um, <laughs> two of my friends, and both of them they like, I think some they had some sort of insight. <coughs> I don't know. It's like hard. It's it's hard for their like it's hard for people to sometimes like. I think they like they watched it. They were like, oh. Like, like my good friend wants me to watch this video, so I'm going to watch it. And they, I definitely saw like a difference in them, but I think, I think that there's still so many, there's, they still struggle with a lot and it's hard to like, it's hard for the one video to just like change things a hundred percent. Totally. So, um, but I think it definitely, um, it definitely helped and I think it definitely started they definitely something like some wheels were turning there mm-hmm. with my friends. I watched your video with one of my friends and then my other friend I sent it to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of got to like see one of my friend, one of my friends like expressions while she was watching it. Um, well, it's funny what you said about you have to go against the grain. Cause I think I even said in that talk, you know, you have to be bold and have courage. And ultimately after that talk, we ended up co-founding with, uh, some of the teens that were in that room, what we now call the rebels for peace. 
And the reason it's the rebels for peace is because they're rebelling against what is considered the normal way of thinking, which is everything is happening to me. It's all outside of me. And I'm stuck with this life because of where I grew up or who I am or what's wrong with me. And the idea that, you know, really what we what we mean by rebels for peace is exactly what you said. It's going against the grain of everything that, you know, society and media is kind of espousing out there today. So to be um, courageous enough, but it sounds like when you talk about it, it's really out of a place of caring Yes, you do want to go against the grain and you do want to shout a different message from the rooftops because you know that all of these young people that think they're struggling with mental health issues really aren't or really don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I just see it's like like I'm I've I feel so strongly for my friends like I like love all my friends so dearly that I want them to like I want to be able to like share more with my friends. But sometimes it's finding the right time and it's like finding the right words that that will because not everything I say will speak to them and it's like um but I feel like it's important like and I I feel like just like like what Anna said to me before is just my presence and just the way I've changed like um since I've had this understanding um is um will be visible to my friends to the ones I've been friends with for a while Mm -hmm. Because also I've made a lot of new friends this year and they don't like, I feel like I'm like, like one of my good friends I met right after I had the understanding. And if I would have met her before, she would have thought I was a totally different person. Like, (laughs) I honestly think like, I just like, like, so I got, I had understanding in April and like before April, I just. I just like I was the same person, but I wasn't as like happy of a person as I could be. Yeah. That's so cool. I love in listening to you like you you talked about essentially uh, healing from depression, dealing with anxiety, confidence, uh, not getting overwhelmed by stress in school and exams and making friends. Yeah. And what's amazing to me is like there are people out there writing books or teaching classes on all of those things as separate. Mm. And you just in a matter of, I don't know, 15 minutes, how long have we been talking, kind of covered all of them. And it was one thing you realized about your mind. That's what gives me goosebumps listening to you and why I want you to keep sharing this with people. Because what you're talking about solves so many problems that people think of as complicated and different and you need so many different things to fix them. And like, it's blowing my mind how many things you've covered that so many people struggle with and you just don't anymore. Like, I love you just throw it in. And I have a lot more friends now actually, and this and that, and I'm walking more confidently through the halls. Oh, and I'm not stressed about my exam. (laughs) You've got Anna crying over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You've got two people crying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, of course, like, I'm a teenager, like, there's always going to be, like, something, but, like, I just, like, like, I'm able to, like, deal with things, like, better. Like, I just, like, have, like, like, I know, like, like, when I, when I have, like, emotions of, like, sadness or anger, um, or, like, if I get anxious about something, like, I know it's going to pass, and, like, I, I know that I just, like, like, shouldn't, like, pay too much attention to, like, those thoughts and just let them pass. Um, 
And so, yeah, I still like, like, I still like, like my mind still st- tries to play tricks on me, but I just don't let Mine it. Mine too. Mine yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sneaky little sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, um, we, um, the woman who does it, she's leaving at 4.30, so we've got okay. a little bit of time. Closer to the mic. Um, so we've got to wrap it up in a minute. But um, one thing that I really love is um, when Eliza started to see how the mind works and she, she, you know, was having really trouble before that, staying in school and with friends and all sorts of different things. Um, she had, there's an, there was an assignment at the end of term, which was to write a, a slam poem mm. about anything. And, um, and so Eliza made up a, a slam poem about, called One Thought Away. Mm. And, and then she performed it in front of her whole year, which I imagine before that would have been a bit of a struggle. But actually, you did an amazing job, and um, and so I was thinking before we finished, like you could you could um, tell us or, or or perform your your slam poem. Definitely. I'd love to. It's been a little while, but I'd love to. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, <laughs> okay. So this is called One Thought Away. Drowning, unable to stop the flood of tears, feeling worthless. Why are others happy and I'm sad? Why do I have to feel this way? Will I ever be able to swim to the surface? Helpless. Outlook on life is foggy, empty inside, school feeling toxic as ever, isolated, unhappy, sad, clinically and chemically depressed, insecure, too sensitive. Those were the labels that professionals gave me, and I did feel that way. Hope. My parents never gave up on me. They knew I could change the channel that is my mind. I barely had an ounce of hope. But one day, something changed. It took the help of my friend Anna to guide me in the right direction. The things she said resonated with me, and something clicked in place in my mind. Reassured. She told me that my thoughts are just neutral energy that I latch onto. Then, I use my internal special effects team to bedazzle them and spin them out of control. I don't have to let my thoughts control me. I don't have to spin on my thoughts. I don't have to let others affect the way I see the world. I can swim to the surface. I can defog my vision. I can be happy and I can have peace of mind. Clarity. I can now see clearly a me that was controlled by sadness in my thoughts, unable to accept my imperfections, took things personally, cried every day, talked shit about others since I didn't feel good about myself. And I didn't want to be alive. The me not controlled by sadness in my thoughts accepts my imperfections, doesn't take things personally, laughs every day, builds myself and my friends up, and wants to be alive and loves life. No matter how low I feel, I know I'm okay. I know the sun is always shining. I just need to get through the storm clouds. The difference between a bad and a good day is our state of mind. We all have an innate well-being, whether we believe it or not. We are one thought away from sadness, anger, and happiness. We are one thought away. Woo! Isn't that amazing? You are amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. You gotta get your own show tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I was thinking we're blowing her Stay up on the internet. I mean, the goal is I wanna. Do you see I that egg talk... thing that got 14 million views? <laughs> that got more than 14 million. That's at like 30. If that can get your yeah. your poem, is boom, it's mm. gonna go huge. I just, yeah, I wanna, like, now that I have this understanding, like, I wanna 
I want to like try to like spread it to more people my age or even younger because like I feel like if you like know this at a young age then it will like just like save you from so many like bad years yes amazing thank you so much yes thank you you. we'll do anything we can to help you make that dream come true thank you yeah I'd love that